the college football experience week one, 2023 preview and draft episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by shady rays. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Rasa brought to you by the golf gambling podcast, Taylor made stealth two driver giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter uh, today before the big drawing, which is on April 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake. Yes, our uh, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data that you'll need to dominate the big leagues in your fantasy league. So do that and make sure, as always, subs- subscribe and let it ride. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Yes, yes, yes. College football experience week one, 2023 preview and draft edition. <laughs> Man, we have uh, the chat is already rolling with Rob Donaldson, Joe Hackney. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick. Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. I'm dying this fucking country ass fucked up town. Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, mother. Oh, yes! Shout out to the chat rolling along. It feels good to be alive, man. It feels good to be alive because we're talking college football. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm delighted that the chat is rolling along. You know, it's the first time I've ever said I'm delighted at anything in my life. <laughs> um, and I am joined by the birthday boy himself. <laughs> Look what I did here. Uh, Look what I did here. Look at that. You see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, Look, Look at that. Yeah, give it up for former. Former JMU Duke defensive back. Former, former thirty something. Yeah, former. <laughs> you're in your forties now. You're Ewing on the fucking Sonics or the Magic. You got the knee pads. Well, you know I guess he had knee pads like a twelve year old. I think Ewing on the Sonics was still in his thirties. <laughs> that's true. You're like I'm older than Ewing on the Sonics. You're like Herb Williams on the Knicks. All right, Ouch. player give coach. It, <laughs> right. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, we got Muddy, Muddy Waters, Waters, my dog in the studio, who starts howling along to wish Patty C a happy birthday. <laughs> and we are also my joined guy. by third man in the booth. Give it up for the DFS god himself, the rooftop IPA drinking. Homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock given, former, former, earning basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. Tell him, Muddy Waters. Are you hearing Muddy in the background here as, he's, as he it. keeps howling? <laughs> God forbid an ambulance go by because he'll howl for, for five minutes here. We appreciate you, howling. He's celebrating, you know, Muddy Waters part Husky. So the Yukon Huskies did get it done. There you go. Now, if they can just celebrate, yeah, the family take, coming up. Yeah, family's coming up big for, for Muddy Waters. 
and he's looking at me like he wants to kill me right now. But uh, look, guys, here we are, another another season. This is I feel like you know we did the week zero last week. Go listen to our week zero preview. But here we are, week one, and boy, am I excited to talk college football. This is like the real kickoff to me. This is the real kickoff. You know, I know we're still like a over, I don't know, a hundred days away or something, 130 days. I don't know what it is, but we're there. Yeah. We're there on Patty C's birthday, you know? <laughs> Let's go. Boom. All week right. one, baby. Week zero. Uh, what, what, what would you say that appetizer is in, in the list of, of appetizers you might have? Week zero of this year. I feel like that's uh, chips without salsa. It's a pretty freaking weak appetizer. Yeah. I, uh, week zero, I would say. I mean, at least there's 10 games with FCS uh, like five years ago. It was like two. So I'm yeah, happy getting with, a little bit better. I'm happy with that development. It, it's not fried calamari just yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think uh, it's getting better. Week one is the question here. Uh, guys, what do we think? And this is our draft edition folks. If you've never listened to us, we've done this for years. But we essentially draft. We go in in order. NC Nick leads the way. Then then uh, well, actually no. This week will be Patty C first. It's his birthday, and then uh, then myself, then NC Nick, and we draft the best uh, games, top thirty games of the week. We also give you an F. This year we're adding an FCS versus FCS game of the week to watch, and also the what the fuck game of the week, where we uh, we essentially uh, you know do. Where the hell is this job? All my stuff's in different spots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He felt like he felt like shit afterwards. The what the fuck game of the week? All right, where you feel like shit if you watch that game That's because good, it's the worst. Good <laughs> drop for that game. Too. <laughs> Couldn't find the Lou Holtz, so I went with Jerry Birds. Um, so, so guys, I think overall this week one is a little bit different than week ones we've seen in the past. There's there's less of those like big time you know, premier uh, program, neutral site games. I think there's only what four neutral site games. And uh, you know, one of them is, is Louisville, Georgia tech in Atlanta. So that barely even counts. Yeah. So really just like three neutral site games. So uh, yeah. Look, yeah, maybe not, a, I don't want neutral site games. I don't want neutral site games. It's no, a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. But it's kind of less, I don't know, you know, there, there's not a, as many heavyweights going toe to toe, but I think there is a lot of, of good, you know, P five versus G five, which is always interesting. And those are on campus games. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I mean, the fact that these teams didn't have the nuts to, you know, go on Schedule the road week one yeah. and play a, a tough game. Don't blame the the system. Don't blame, don't give neutral site games the credit for that. That's just the teams being pussies. Yeah. If they had gone on the road, if, 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 uh, you know, well, we were supposed to, I think have, was it Georgia, Oklahoma? I think we were supposed to have this week that got canceled. I think hmm. same yeah, that's with, a question. Like, you know, is, is the attendance at these neutral site games down and, and maybe that's why they're not happening or are teams just going softer on the, on the sill. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little probably more the latter. Yeah, yeah. I guess I think it's a little bit of both. And I see Joe Hackney in the chat says that Colby. I listened to your quarterback transfer pod earlier this week, and you're underselling Sam Hartman way too much, Dundee. He had the weapons at Wake Forest, but uh, with a better offensive line, Hartman will throw those uh, uh, Notre Dame jabronis open. I disagree. That's fair. I I think he's going to struggle this year without without Dave Clawson's offense. That Notre Dame hasn't had a good wide receiver since fucking Tim Brown, so uh, I, I think he's going to struggle a lot more. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. But. Chase Claypool and who? Derek Mays. Tate. <laughs> okay, was that guy still in the league? Yeah, Jeff Samarja. Yeah, yeah, they had Jeff Samarja, good pitcher, good pitcher for the Cubs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I, we'll see because I, I'm telling you, I think Dave Clawson's offense is QB friendly, and Jamie Newman's playing tight end now. All right, or trying to play tight end. All right. <laughs> This is a guy that Georgia wanted. Then the you know talk about a blessing in disguise, because if, if Stetson Bennett would have never been discovered, he'd pe- probably be at Tulsa right now throwing the ball around. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for that, but uh, let's get into this thing. Shout out to Weehawk, who I look. Weehawk sent me a photo. He tagged us in a photo at 
the catamounts of Western Carolina Stadium. He's checking there out the stadium go. the other day. Beautiful. This nice. guy's my this guy's my hero. Uh, <laughs> and he goes in honor of the B day in week one. I opened up some barrel strength Pe- Pe- Penelope bourbon. Wow. I, I'm not even familiar with Penelope bourbon. Interesting. Now we got to look it up. There you go. Let's go. Let's get in there. Barrel strength. Uh, uh-huh. Barrel strength being it's like Kelly LePepe, right? <laughs> uh, it was prison strength they called it, but barrel strength works. Um, I think Patty C's got some barrel strength over there. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> uh, barrel strength—that's it, it, like it's got the uh, the wood flavor a little more, yeah, and I'm guessing a little scotch, scotch to it, scotch, scotch in it. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. can't fucking talk. Okay, I see what you're doing over there. I we can't hawk. talk. So Patty C. Barrel strength. And shout out to Benedict Dantold. He's already dreaming of the football season. Let's fucking go. Oh yeah. Here we go. Uh, Bourbon by regulation must be a minimum of 40% alcohol by volume when bottled, but cask strength or barrel proof bourbon is typically between 52 to 60 cent, 66% alcohol by volume. This motherfucker is getting down. <laughs> He's getting down. Cheers, brother. Yes. Did you guys see? That's like 150 proof almost. Yeah. 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 This guy's this guy's a hero. He's he's fucking killing it over there. He's he's Christian Slater in 88 over there. Um um did you guys see Colorado sell it, sold out the fucking spring game? Wow. Boom. They High went time. from 1500 people went to it last year. <laughs> and now they're selling out Folsom. How big is Folsom? Man. I think 50. Nice. Something Man, like that. Nice. Something like that. That's you know, a good the, ex- <laughs> the expectations. I mean, look, it's all good. But man, I, no coach ever has had this high of expectations yeah. coming into their first game. I, I did see taking them. over, especially taking over a team that won one game last year. Yeah. Two games? Yeah, one. Ooh, one game? One. Uh I, I did see like their beat reporter that's been with the with, with CU for like twenty years, maybe twenty five years. He said Travis Hunter's been playing wideout, and he goes, "I've never seen a wideout this good." So we'll see. He was starting to at jump Colorado, off the at Colorado. Yeah. Well, who is Colorado? Oh, they've had some. Yeah, Lavishka Chenault not that long yeah, ago. That's true. I was uh, thinking Jeremy Bloom. I was like, hey. no, they put other guys, DJ Hackett into the league, Paul Richardson that was for the Seahawks. Uh, I mean, not. They're not killing it at wide yeah. receivers lately, but uh, a couple well, guys R- out there. Ray Ruth was killing it. Hello, oh. hey. <laughs> Michael Westbrook was beating it. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> it's a complicated process. Um, let's get into this thing. Weehawk said 114 proof. I Ooh. just checked the label. Okay, still pretty good. Yeah, Benedict Dantel says four win season for Colorado Max. Bring it on, motherfucker. Bring it on. All right, who's your team, Dantel? Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's go. Fucking week Isn't zero. Isn't he a Maryland guy? Oh yeah, let's go. Give me that. Isn't he a Get your Mike Loxley couldn't coach himself out of a fucking paper bag. All right, get this guy. This guy, you know, he's clinging. He's bringing back Ta- Tagliavoa for his seventy fifth season. Still got to go six and six or five and seven. All right. Sleeping on old Maryland. No, oh, they're terrible. Let's be honest. Football. When it comes to football, they haven't been good since Frank Wycheck. Actually, probably further than that. They haven't been good since Frank Wright. Right. Frank Wright. Wrong no, Frank. There, there we go. go. There you um, go. <laughs> let's get into this. Let's get into this action. Patty C, it's your birthday. So you know what we're doing there. We're gonna we're gonna queue up. Where's my where's my I mean Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh. Um, but I wanted to give you the draft music, which I, which I always. Uh, I think tide turning. I see, as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of. Tur- it's easy to see a tide turn. Uh, did I say those words? There. Patty C is on the clock with the number one game he wants to see. Week one. I mean, this is fairly obvious. And uh, look, I caught a lot of flack last year for putting this game pretty high on the old list here. And matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you laughed in my fucking face. I wish I had pulled <laughs> that clip up just for this episode because you laughed in my face when I chose Florida State to upset LSU. And lo and behold, they did it in Baton Rouge. Or uh, no, that was in, uh, New, in Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, that, talk about a game that should have been on campus. That would be better <laughs> on campus. Yeah. New Orleans is one thing. The filthy dome. I know we hate that. That game sucked last year. Orlando is somehow even worse than the dome. No, no, no. I would rather be in Orlando. <sighs> that game did not suck. That was an exciting oh, game. It was an amazing. Game. Game. It hasn't been a good dome football game. Well, ever. 
I know they'll say 28, three, get that shit out of here. Right. Overall, I agree with your sentiment, but sometimes you take it a bit too far. Patty C. I agree with you. This is the number one you. game of the weekend. No, it is not. You are this is wrong. Two potential top 10 teams, <laughs> two potential Florida state didn't beat one team with the winning record. Jordan Travis. What do you mean? They Jayden didn't beat, they beat LSU. Oh, that was the only team. The only team they beat with a winning record. And it was on a miss. That's because they played in Brian the Brian Kelly year one, game and one, blocked extra point. It's Sunday night, which basically has the day to themselves. This isn't even the best game on Sunday. <laughs> What's the <laughs> other game on Sunday? Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, buddy. All right. Scroll. Buddy. Scroll down. All right. That is not even close to the uh look, I hate neutral site games. You can take this game, shove it up your ass. I because do. I'm still not excited about this Orlando game. Orlando is the yeah. lame location for this. Yeah. It should be in Tallahassee. But but we are getting to top ten teams. We are They're getting They're not gonna be top ten teams. LSU will be potential uh playoff teams. Oh my invitational god. as it were. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? Like, you guys look, you guys act uh, again. How many times do you have to doubt? How many times do you have to doubt? And Florida state has come up. Jordan Travis is a year <laughs> older, a year more experienced. Is he, is he a golfer in the masters? <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds very golfish. Let's be honest. Uh, look, he'll be injured by week four. Yeah. Look, yes. This is like a chalky game. This is a TMZ game, but sometimes chalk hits sometimes, you know, TMZ wins and, and look, Florida state LSU. That sounds great. And the fact that both teams, you know, that they, there's high expectations in both cities. So I think this is a very fun game Sunday night. And I think a lot, I mean, college football nation, the whole nation is going to be watching this. Okay. That's fair. Two and three against the teams, the winning records, they beat uh, LSU in Brian Kelly's first game and they beat Louisville. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that impressive. Do we have a spread out for this Wait, game? Louisville, I'm assuming Louisville had, had a, re- uh, a winning record. They're uh, like yeah, they were, they won eight games somehow last year. Um, do we have a, a spread? No, I, I don't. I mean, this probably is out there in the universe. I just didn't do my homework on this, but because because but I did see a couple other lines. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, you're right. It's on Sunday. At least this year, it's outdoors. I'm more excited. Hopefully, we get some rain. Uh, and uh, yeah, if I'm right. seeing this right. I got to wait for this to load up, but I think they're saying a three point uh, by who a- LSU favored by three on Lay essentially it. the road. Lay it. Kelly's not going to lose back to no, back. It's Last one. year was it's a gimmick. One. Yeah. Okay. It's and it's Florida state favored by one. Oh, I'm all like LSU over, too, all man. over I like, LSU. I like LSU a lot here. I think you got to run there right now. If you can play. Yes. That yes. Get on over there. Let me say this again. I'm going to say it and I want everyone out there to take note because it's being said for the first time right now. Both of you motherfuckers are wrong. Florida State, <laughs> go no. Write it. Write it. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Uh, Burt Reynolds ain't walking through that door. Uh, he drops a Lee Corso. He drops a Seminoles quote. Yeah, with Burt Reynolds was his college roommate. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I did that on purpose. Buddy. I see what you did there. I overstand. I fucking overstand. <laughs> All right. Uh, Not so Colby. Seriously, where where is this? Top three for you? Top five? Top ten? It's top five. But okay. I mean, look, Florida State gets hype because they're Florida State. You know what I mean? I I don't know. Look, I I I did see some heart from that team. I saw some heart from that team, man. Uh, you know, towards the end of the season. However, a does Travis stay injured? I mean, does he stay healthy? Does he stay injured? Or does he stay healthy? I guess stay injured uh, works as well. <laughs> does he <laughs> stay first, injured? The, does he stay for the injured? First game, you'd expect him to be okay. Yeah, it's true. But you don't know. Spring practice or uh, summer, you know, practice a couple weeks before tearing ACL here, tearing ACL there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, let me just say they were throttling everyone they played. They're two law. The two of their three <laughs> losses. Look, uh, a close Clemson- everyone they play. Can you rattle that off for me? Well, it was some shitty win, some shitty teams for sure. Oklahoma but- losing record, Florida losing record, Louisiana losing they record, Syracuse losing, losing record. record, Miami losing record, Georgia Tech losing record, uh, Duquesne losing record, on your Boston schedule. College right. losing record. They should have beaten NC State, and we all know it. Sure, but they- I mean that's NC State's pre- been a pretender since the beginning of time. Sure, but that yeah. should have been a win. Uh, Clemson was a damn but close that, game. Six N- points. NC State should have been a win, just like LSU should have been a loss. Not really. LSU. We and know if they had played LSU at the at, in the bowl game, LSU would have won by didn't two. Did LSU lose to A uh, and M at the end of the year? No, I don't know that about LSU. Oh, buddy, get out of here. 
You're a hater. You, you keep, you're you keep buying Florida into this State ACC stuff. You know what I mean? This his team was almost eleven and two last year. That's <laughs> all. I'm gonna leave it right there. Yeah. Okay. And the ACC, that's like a conference USA, uh, you know, football conference. <laughs> so uh, fair enough. Fair. Let's uh, keep it moving. Let's go. All right. Because I'm gonna take you to the real one. <laughs> you guys know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. I'm going to Fort Worth, baby. Where a nice little, nice little appearance in the national championship for TCU and Sonny Dykes, but Max Duggan is gone. A lot of that team is gone. Yeah, they hit the portal, brought in like 20 Alabama players. Sure. Chandler Morris, is he going to be the guy? He wasn't last year when he opened up at Colorado because Colorado was actually beating him before he got injured. <laughs> Colorado gave a blessing to TCU. When Duggan came That's in, that's a hundred percent factual. And guess who? Guess guess where Deion Sanders is? Uh, you know, you know, Hall of Fame career maybe in in Dallas. His kids were raised in Fort Worth. Whew! He's coming home. This is a homecoming. There might be more Colorado fans at this game than there are TCU fans. Wow! <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. And you know, this is a new era. All right. This is a brand new era. Where is my sock? <laughs> Where is my song? Because Colorado TCU is gonna be I'll must sing watch it for the TV. Fans if you want, uh, hold on. I think I got it here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to look out for the fans here. Well, let me tell you um, what. While you're stumbling and bumbling around for that uh, song, are we sure Shadur Sanders is ready for this challenge? Are we sure Travis Hunter? Are we sure a team that was this terrible last year is ready? For TCU, who last played year in they were that terrible, and then at halftime it was a game against TCU. Talk about two teams that went in d- different directions. Well, Colorado, I, I think schedules, Colorado stayed bad the whole time. Yeah, Colorado also schedules like a maniac, True. and they've changed their portal, their portal ways, which uh, unfortunately for Carl Durrell, <laughs> it's a lot to ask a team that what was their final record last year? One and eleven, one and eleven to go against the national runner-up, right? And expect it to be a game. Uh, that's the remarkable thing about Coach Prime's presence, because he has elevated this game, which you know any other you know national champion runner-up versus one eleven team would be complete blowout potential. And yet, I agree with Colby. I had this at numbers at number two. Also, who is not tuning in for this game? Everybody is. Yeah. Oh, we'll all be tuning in for it. I agree, and I think you're right to place it at number two just for that reason. But in terms of competitiveness. This could get out of hand real quick. Really, I think Colorado, I think Colorado's a live dog. I think they could be. I just, it's just it's such a humongous question mark with prime time. Uh, their first year, they were what six and six at uh, Jackson State under him. I you want to know the difference to me? Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis, the head Lewis. coach of Kent State, and Shadur Sanders is in year three as the starter under prime time here. But Sean Lewis, you go back to the last year he was at Syracuse; they won ten games, right? Then he goes to Kent State and takes them to the bowls that hadn't been bowling since fucking I don't know the night. I don't know if they've been bowling. I think they were like maybe oh maybe once. Um, and that offense flies. That offense flies. And I'm telling you, with Shador Sanders, they're going to run them. They got Cavassier Smoke at running back. They got. Two of the uh, th- starting three wideouts for South Florida transferring in, mixing that with Travis Hunter and some of the returning production at the wide receiver position. The defense—I don't know how good the defense will be, but the offense is going to fly. Offense is going to fly. And you would expect TCU to take a little bit of a step back. Look, they had a, a miracle run last year, but Duggan is gone. Uh, Quentin Johnston is gone. You know, they—they they lost a lot, so it's going to be interesting, if nothing else. And, and never, and no one else is a big ECU and Colorado fan at the same time. <laughs> Joe Hackney so. says he got Colorado <laughs> plus eighteen and a half, but Moneyline is tr- truly letting that thing. I, look, I wow. honestly believe, I honestly believe that's going to be a game. TCU played a million close games last year. You lose. I would certainly take the points there, but a money line seems a bit of a stretch at this I, point. I watch it. I, I'm telling you, telling you here. Telling you now. Uh, let me say this, uh, Chandler Morris. You talk about Brian Kelly. You're giving him a pass for get, being game one against Florida State last year. Norvell having a little more time to get prepped up for that. Prime times in game one. Well, when we saw uh, TCU struggling with Morris at the beginning of last year, that was uh, Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes' first game. Mm-hmm. So by the time he got a roll in TCU, 
Granted, they still played in some close games, but the Big Twelve was really tough. One possession game with SMU, one possession game with Kansas, double overtime win against Oklahoma State. Uh, come from behind win against K State, where both their quarterbacks get down. Oh, now uh, he's a TCU hater. Seven one one score game <laughs> against Texas, one point win where they send out the fire drill to kick the field goal against Baylor. And now he hates three TCU. point loss to Kansas State and 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 a six point win against Min, uh, Michigan. I think you take the points, but I think money line is reckless. Really? Well, clip it. Noah Beanick, because this is happening, <laughs> and you could take that to the bank, baby. Hard to kill, Steven Seagal here. Uh, so, so what? We have what three months? I'm sorry, six months until the season, or five months? What do you think that line does? You think it goes down? Do you think it goes up? I think it stays the same. I mean, do you, do you think people are going to start betting it, on? It'll Coach probably Prime? come down just because the, the hype so. is insane. The hype is absolutely insane. Right. But I'm telling you that I think Sean Lewis will be able to score on that defense. I, I think they'll be able to score. Now the question is, is can Colorado play defense and what shape will the TCU offense be in? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, from a enough. betting standpoint, obviously uh, you know, this, this, this has a similar feel to right after Ohio state won the national championship, they're playing a, a Virginia tech team that had gone six and six the year before a lot of people were sleeping on it. That line started at like 21, 22, I feel like, mm-hmm. and dropped all the way down to like 13 by game time. Amazing opportunity to middle that. And then if you're if you're thinking that line's gonna shrink a little bit uh, by game time, you're right. If you got it at eighteen and a half, or if you get it right now, uh, depending on how big it is, then uh, maybe uh, take a chance and middle it. Yeah, mm. and and another thing is like you look back at uh, at last season, TCU got that win. <laughs> they had a punt return for a touchdown. They did in a trick play, a wide receiver screen or whatever, a wide receiver pass for a touchdown. Telling you that game was a lot closer than people realize. TCU threw for 138 yards and won that game, right? <laughs> Colorado threw. For, Colorado's terrible quarterback play threw for 235, right? <laughs> and and now TCU That's did have incredible. success on the ground. Kendra Miller and uh, Demarcado uh, had, had had pretty big days. They rushed Wasn't for two. Darius Davis that had like a punt return and yeah. a reverse for a touchdown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They had two trick play touchdowns or two, not, not trick plays, a punt returns on a trick play, but you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a normal touchdown. Um, so I mean, that, throw that game out the window. Cause this is, it's like a totally different Colorado team and a lot of TCU's gone too. So I, I don't even know if discussing that game, it has that much merit on, on this one. Yeah, fair. Well, fair. There would be something really poetic about uh, primetime going essentially into it, Dallas. It's already written, dude. He's right. winning. He, I, honestly, he might have the crowd. You yeah. realize that, right? Like TCU, TCU has fans, but they also have, are kind of a commuter school. Yeah. So it, it, this, this and is, the expectations are probably tampered there, whereas Colorado is bringing massive expectations. Well, and he's the Dallas Cowboy fans there yeah. might want to get the ticket to see Dion. First game at the P five. Oh man, uh, well, Colorado! It's, it's almost like there's going to be a bunch of people that don't care; they just want to be there. Yeah, you know. So there's going to be a bunch of fans who are probably going to be rooting for Colorado just because of the story. TMZ crowd, uh, but if he if he wins that the the the, the top will blow off of Boulder. Yeah, the mountaintops yeah. will explode <laughs> in Boulder. Well, there, there's a chance. There's a chance. Like like Colorado, you know, someone in the chat said they might they're going to win four games. That could be fair. But there is a solid chance they could be three and zero. Like to me, the TCU game is to me winnable because it's in Fort Worth, right? And TCU lost a lot, and they played a ton of close games last year. The second game is Nebraska, who's also kind of in the same spot as Colorado. They could win that, right? And then you have Colorado State. But my point is, is like Boulder will burn down if they start out three and zero because you beat two rivals, yeah, and a team that played in the national championship oh, yeah. the year before. Oh yeah, the hype will be insane. I mean, give me some of the edibles now, folks. Let's go, <laughs> uh, NC Nick. You are on the clock. All right. Uh, well, you know we're going to keep it um, with rematches from last year because this is the third straight game with that's a rematch, and I'll take you to Thursday night, Florida at Utah. Mm. This was also another great game. So this was this was recently moved from Saturday to Thursday night. Thank God, because Thursday was looking. I, I, I love the Thursday slate, man. Love the Thursday slate. Especially with the addition yeah. of this. Yeah. Especially with the addition of this. Um, like Utah, they've won two straight Pac-12 championships. Cam Rising is coming back. 
Florida was what six and seven. They lost the bowl game to Oregon State, got blown out. AR fifteen is gone. Lost their whole Utah. offensive line. Their yeah, whole offensive line is gone. I mean, a couple of the guys went pro. One, uh, two transferred to USC and one to Colorado. That yeah. is like the big thing that uh, I'm hearing from from preseason talk is Florida State. I'm sorry, not Florida State. Florida. Very weak on the offensive duh. line. Florida, <laughs> a man, duh. <laughs> Give me the reference. Yeah, can't, can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. <laughs> Florida. Somebody called me something. Um, uh, and Utah let them off the hook last year. Utah should have won that game, so they get re- revenge in Salt Lake City this time. So I'll be looking forward to that one. Yeah, that game's awesome. I I honestly think that was my number one rated game. The game that I want to see most, I think. Florida at Utah rice Eccles. I like games on campus. I don't do this, this, uh, this NFL corporate bullshit games, uh, play this over here at this stadium. No, give me, I want to, I want the college experience here and, and rice Eccles going to be absolutely rocking for this one. You know it. I can't wait to watch this one Thursday night. Patty, see what do you make of Florida, Utah? Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I think it's going to be fantastic for all the reasons you guys just said, Florida did they stand to potentially improve record wise six and seven uh, first year under uh, Billy well, Napier Napier and now year two, the schedule, obviously Do you know who their quarterback is. Who's uh who's starting there? <laughs> Graham Mertz. <laughs> oh, hey, this is a tough opening game for uh, you good know, old Mertz on a Thursday national spotlight game in the evening for sure. Uh, the elevation, you know, catching them in August as opposed to during, you know, close to November yeah. is nice for Florida. But I, I still think, you know, Mertz brand new in that offense. There's a lot of kinks that need to be worked out. Now, if Florida goes in and gets Utah here, the SEC is going to again have a lot of trash talking rights, uh, particularly because uh, Florida could have, uh, you know, a, a down year again. I don't have this in front of me, but I believe like Utah has handled their own at Rice Eccles outside of the conference. Like I know Michigan with Harbaugh lost there. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel like over the in the Whittingham era, they have really handled oh, their own super tough place Eccles. to play. Yeah, uh, running down Florida's the remainder of their schedule. It's it's kind of not that hard of a schedule this year. Yeah, if they have a you know a decent eight wins nine win season, uh, or especially I mean I can't see them really going much above that. But this could be a nice feather in uh, Utah's cap here. Um, I think. I do enjoy this, especially after last year. Utah should have had that game. Oh, they were at the one yard line. They throw a pick if they just run the ball. First off, I thought the running back got in the end zone on one of the calls and they didn't review it. Yeah. Little, little and, and Joe's saying it's opening up at Utah minus eight. I don't know about opening up, but right now it's minus eight. And uh, I think I like laying the points there. I think I, I do think too. So too. And until I know that maybe, you know, the portal is going to open back up and I expect the Gators to be trying to yeah. buy offensive linemen left and right. Uh, what had Napier's uh, identity been at uh, Louisiana, Louisiana, it would like recruit really good while the rest of the sun belt doesn't and <laughs> win. But from an offensive standpoint, was he, uh, that was offense he a was not great. Yeah, it was not very last good couple yeah. years. Yeah. That uh, Levi Lewis was a solid quarterback, but that offense wasn't great. I think they were more of a, a, of a stronger defense. They played so many close games like that. They didn't, that they won those games. But yeah. you could say, like, man, their talent level is so much better than ULMs, so much better than Arkansas State's, and they're like one, two point games. I thought it was a questionable hire at the time. As did I. We will see. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, Patty C, it is going to jump back to you, buddy. Actually, actually, before we do that, since I can never remember this part of the the show, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with uh, new gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers you a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair of sunglasses you've ever worn. They got durable frames. They got extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, all right? And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most, the absolute most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacement. So let's say you and some friends want to go see the Gators. Maybe you you guys are all Florida fans. You're saying, fuck it. We're going out to Salt Lake city 
and you start gator, t- gator, gator. Yeah. And, and look, you bring your own alcohol cause there's no alcohol in that state and you are just sitting there getting absolutely cherry bomb 24 hours before the game, right? <laughs> You're sleeping out there and the, like the Cameron crazies cause it's August and you finally get yourself into that stadium, start enjoying the game. And damn, if you know, uh, one of your buddies is talking shit and you end up in a brawl and your glasses get broken. Well, you go right back to shady rays. You say, Hey, my glasses broke. They don't even ask questions. They're not going to say, Hey, were you completely cherry bombed at rice ackles? No, they're not going to say any of that. They're just going to say, here's your glasses. Boom. What a deal. What a deal. Um, and look where, where your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase with shady rays. You can uh, look good. You can feel good. Uh, to date, they have uh, donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding America. Hey man, their hearts in the right place. You gotta love it. And uh, look, even w- you know, if you, let's just say you just don't like the glasses, they didn't break. You didn't lose them. You can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to shadyrays.com, use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The the shades are rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Patty C. Oh. Are you doing this right now? I am doing this in honor of my pick here. Okay. Uh, okay. Is this and, a JMU pick we're going to? You know what? I'm going to give credit where it's due here. West Virginia going to Penn State. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. Take us to uh, Morgantown, uh, even though this game is in State College. I'm sure they do some shotguns in State College. I'm too, sure those West Virginia fans will the be two there. Of them, An old rivalry is back on the market. That's going to be a party right there. That yes. game is going to be a this fucking was party. a huge rivalry when both were independents back go. in the '80s slash early '90s. Glad to gun. see this thing back. Oh, there we go. Birthday you- gun. There's a birthday gun. YouTube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Woo! Uh, so I saw an early line on this game, and I think it was at 19, which blew my mind. That's high. Seems a bit high. I mean, this game's awesome, though, right? This is one where the f- uh, they gotta they gotta start playing this every year again. I mean, it's a fun game, it yeah. is, because we haven't seen this matchup in a while. But something that you know, West Virginia at Penn State—that sounds like college football. It sounds yeah. like a fun yeah, game, man. You know, West it, Virginia it, Pitt delivered like a mofo last year. Oh yeah. Penn oh yeah. State and FV is gonna give us some similar flavor. Everyone talking about Drew Alar. He's ready for this. He's the he's the next uh, coming of Kerry Collins or or yeah. Wally, be- Wally Richardson. Yeah, he's probably the best, most hyped <laughs> Penn State quarterback they've ever had. Is that true? Whoa! Well, he is a five star. Uh, Hackenberg got a lot of hype. Hackenberg did get some hype. Yeah, yeah. Hackenberg yeah, that's, got that's a question. lot of hype. Is this a Lars coming out party? And because a lot of people, uh, you're you're hearing whispers about Penn State as like dark horse sleeper candidate, and a lot of that will rest on on his right arm, assuming he's a righty. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think he is. Uh, yeah. so this is an interesting game. Cause I do want to see how he looks. Penn state has got a couple of great running backs. They're at home here, West Virginia. You know, I don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback there. Now, is it the guy who was, who was, who was mostly running a, the a dual threat guy that kind of came yeah, on because late last JT year. Daniels is now at rice. I would imagine that, or maybe they hit the portal. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I certainly like Penn state in this game, but you're telling me 18 points. That seems like a lot. That seems like too much. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like. Do we know lot. what time the kick is now? It's TBD still. Uh, no, no that, chance. That matters. That matters. It's a lot harder uh, if it's a prime time game. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen any whiteout news regarding this game. I don't know why they would. It's not a a rivalry at this point. Maybe they want to honor their old rivalry here, but. Can you do me a favor? What's that? Can you let my dog out? Yes. <laughs> he's on some, he's on some, uh, some gear over there. And I just feel like he's very close to uh, ending the, the first episode of week one. College right, no football more preview and studio, yeah. okay? We go uh, let pick dogs. There you go. There you go. Let him out there. Muddy waters. We'll be back. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Okay. West Virginia at Penn state. I do think is absolutely, absolutely fantastic here. Uh, so good play. Bounces back to me. Now there's several options here. There's a, there's a nice, uh, there's a nice game going on in, in uh, well for this week in uh good old, is it Durham or is it, yeah, Durham, right? 
Is that one in Durham? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh man, Campus that's game. exciting. Yeah, that one. That one's interesting. Then you have the uh, the Thursday. You know what? I'm I'm gonna take it Thursday night. This one's great. This one's just fantastic. You got okay. Tan, the Tanner Morgan era. I believe it's over. <laughs> Unless somehow, some way, the the NCAA finds a way to give him another twenty years, right? <laughs> Minnesota is at home rowing the boat, but damn if the Nebraska Cornhuskers and Matt Rule, who have sneakily done a great job in the portal, because I think they pay up. Got Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. Got Eric Gilbert, a five former five star from the Georgia Bulldogs. He'll be there three weeks before yeah. transferring. He was again. at Georgia, and before that he was at Florida. <laughs> before that he was at LSU. All right, and he committed uh, to like five. How teams. many blue bloods can you play for? All right, he gets around um, like a record. Yeah, but he also they they went out and they got some receivers. They got some some big time talent all throughout the, the this roster. Uh, I'm fascinated by this matchup, and really, I think this is going to be a game. So sign me up for this one here. Um, as, as Matt rule takes on, takes on, you know, PJ Fleck in Minneapolis Thursday Two night, pretty damn big names in the coaching ranks. Uh, I don't know uh, who you think has the better chops. I would think at this point rule. Uh, I mean, uh, Fleck is more established with his program. He yeah. should probably have the advantage here, but rule been known to uh, turn around things pretty quickly. Usually not year one, but within a couple I like years, the Jeff Sims get, I think Sims with, with Matt rule where he had, you know, PJ Walker at temple. Yeah. It reminds me, it reminds me of there are some similarities. Um, so Nebraska and Minnesota, big 10, this is a good game. I know it's just, it's not, I know it's no rivalry game, but, but I mean, divisional play. Yeah. Week one, week one. Love it. That's what you have going for you is that it's first off it's Thursday night you know, less games and it's a divisional game. I still think you, you might've played it a few picks too early uh, just because in general, Nebraska, well, you hate Minnesota. the big 10 West though. You hate the big 10 West. So <laughs> let's, noted big let's 10 preface West that hater. <laughs> right. uh, you know what? It, hold on. So this year there is still a big 10 West. Yep. This right. could be you, the final year. They that. haven't announced it. Well, they haven't still announced it, but right. we're so assuming when they add USC this, and UCLA, this is basically my last chance to hate on the big 10 West. So I yeah. better get it in while I can, <laughs> but uh, you know, a couple of interesting things here. Fleck is five and one version of Nebraska while at Minnesota, which kind of shows you how far that program has fallen. Uh, and even more interesting, the last three games have all been decided by exactly seven points each game. Damn, so they've been that close is games. fascinating. That They've is been close games. It's a good game. It should be a rivalry game. The more time that these two spend in the same division, the more, I mean, look, d- did we lose Nebraska, Oklahoma? Of course, that's impossible to replace Nebraska, Colorado, impossible to replace, but let's just not pretend that these aren't going to develop over time. And let me say this too. I drove through Minnesota. That's a bunch of fucking corn there too. You know, <laughs> this is a cornfield battle if there ever was one. L- lakes versus corn. Uh, Joe Hackney says I have zero trust in, Z- in Jeff Sims. We I, look. See, this is what I like about this. I disagree with you. I think Jeff Sims was a highly touted recruit. Remember, he flipped from Florida State to Georgia Tech last second. That was a mistake because Georgia Tech did nothing to develop him. I think Jeff Sims is a very talented quarterback if he can find the right coaching. You know that that fits it. And I think Rule. Will definitely be better at least than Jeff Collins. Can't be worse. Uh, I think he could be a dangerous playmaker. I think Uh, it's an interesting get. I do want to see him in Nebraska because I I always thought he had potential. Whether it was his shortcomings or the offense or the coaching or 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 a combination, that's fair. So I I am intrigued to see how he does there. How did Jeff Collins do like passing? Percentage wise, well, they haven't had a good uh, receiver since they ran the triple option, Demarius Thomas and Calvin Johnson. So it's crazy. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they should true. go back to that. Right, that is true. <laughs> uh, wait, um, uh, PJ Walker, though, obviously, that, I, I, I really didn't catch much of his career at Temple. I caught more of it in the uh, XFL or the or, NFL. He's been the, the NFL, NFL for yeah. the past three years. Yeah, he could fling the rock. I mean, uh, the similarities of obviously the mobile quarterback with some some wheels. But I mean, and I think Sims, what was he? He was like a, f- a high four star or yeah, a five he was star, a big right? time recruit. Yeah. yeah. If he can, if he can fling and then talk about a great move for him, as far as like professional career development, let's see, let's go, let's go. Uh, all right. Uh, so Nick hates on my game, but it's okay. Let's, <laughs> let's hate on his. Where's, where are you taking us? NC Nick? 
<laughs> you mentioned it, man. I will take you Monday night to Durham to my conference at ACC. Oh God. Clemson at Duke. <laughs> this is an well, okay. So a game by itself, you know, and it, I think it's a very interesting game because out of nowhere, Duke and Mike Elko won nine games last year. Yeah, and pa- Penny C disrespecting the the Duke Blue Devils. I would argue that Duke was better than Florida State last year. Uh well, you could argue that you they could. didn't play. So, they didn't play. Unfortunately, the the AC still had that stupid thing because uh, you know we could have seen a nice ACC championship perhaps with uh, Duke <laughs> Duke and Florida State. You know, well, last time we saw Duke, they waxed UCF in the bowl game, which was a nice win. And if you look at their losses, that's what all I'm saying. Their losses were one score games. That's they what I'm lost, saying. This team almost went undefeated. Yeah, they lost uh, by eight at Kansas. They lost in overtime to Georgia Tech, which not a good look. They should have beat GT. Uh, they lost to three at home against oh, the Tar that Heels, one, which that is one a they game that won. still yes. haunts me because they they had that game so many times, and then they lost uh, by a couple points at Pitt. Yeah. So, and also now it is the uh, Cade the Cade Klubnik show at Clemson. Uh, I, I I haven't seen a spread here. I'd be curious. But, Lincoln um, or Lincoln Riley's brother Garrett Riley, the new OC at Clemson. I think that's what makes it super exciting. Yeah, is he's going to find a way to move. That rock. Yep. Well, let me tell you why I hate on this game. Okay. 10 of the last 11 times Clemson has played Duke. Clemson has won by more than, or nine, nine of the last, they've won 10 of the last 11. Nine of those wins by 24 points or more. Zero with Mike Elko. I don't care. History. You know what, Mike? You know know, know who Mike Elko spent a long time with? Hmm. Dave Clawson. You know what Dave Clawson does to Florida State every year? Fucks them. <laughs> you know what up. Dave? You know what Dave Clawson does to Clemson every year? Loses, and that's who Duke's <laughs> playing. And so, uh, and so and loses by Joe, a lot. Thanks to uh, Joe. Last year was overtime. It was close. <laughs> last year, finally. What's that? Go thanks ahead. Thanks to Joe in the chat who's giving us the lines. Duke plus eleven. It's interesting, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm taking as it. a Duke fan. As a Duke fan, I certainly hope they at least you know play them close. I mean, I, I, Duke winning the game. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I hope that happens, but I don't know about taking a money line. Uh, but Duke plus eleven is interesting. Yeah, give me the eleven. Hey, Duke, don't let all these Clemson fans come into your stadium, Nick. Purchase your tickets now. All right. I need. I need to. I need to. But I will say it's going to be more than fifty percent Clemson fans. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Clubnik or DJU? Who would you take right now as your quarterback? Well, it depends. I mean, Clubnik. I mean, both looked very shaky last year, but I would say Clubnik. We have a less of a sample size, so I think we would take Clubnik for there. But I, if you listen to my show yesterday, I'm very high on DJU in Corvallis. Yeah, yeah. I think he, that's a good fit there. Um, so, but yeah, I think. But I'm Klubnick. also high on Clubnik with with Spencer or with uh with uh, Lincoln Riley's brother. What's his name? Garrett, Garrett Riley. What's it? Spencer, Spencer Riley. Um, uh, so anyway, no, Elko had, let me give credit where it's due. Elko was nice last year. Let, let's, let's give it up. It could be a decent game and Dude, they're bringing pretty much everybody back. And you got to mention Riley Leonard. If you're talking about court, uh, quarterbacks in this game too, even, uh, even with nine wins for Duke, they're not going to pack that stadium out. They're going to let Clemson take it over. You think? they got to start realizing that football is going to help their basketball team. They're going to end up uh, playing in the big East. If not, you know, <laughs> Not the worst thing for a basketball True. school. True. <laughs> but I don't know. So so here's what I find interesting though. If you've been paying attention to what the Duke Blue Devils did in the uh in the portal, man, I, I like some of their moves. I'll put it like that. They go out in the portal and they land uh what's his name? Uh Al Blades Jr. from Miami, right? He's a blade. You take a blade out bad. of Miami. You can't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he brings in cornerback Miles Jones from A and M. Remember, Mike Elko was the DC at Texas A and M for a while. And by the way, that defense was terrible without him. Um, uh, then he went out and got some guys. Uh, he got an offensive tackle from Stanford who was pretty good. Uh, Add some depth there. Gets a gets an offensive lineman from the FCS at Elon. Um, I, I'm just, I, I think this guy truly knows what the fuck he's doing. So I, I love some of the gets. I think you got a linebacker from Miami as well as a offensive lineman from South Florida. Watch out. That's all I'm saying. Watch out. I'm Cle- on the points Clemson. Who'd they, who'd they put? Uh, they, they, they booted a homeboy at uh, offensive coordinator. Oh yeah. Brandon Streeter was fired. Streeter's gone. Who'd they bring in Lincoln again? Riley's brother. Garrett oh, yeah, Riley. Garrett Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting matchup though. Uh, no CTE here. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I had a couple <laughs> concussions. Let's be honest. It happened. Um, 
Yes. I mean, who do you give the edge to from a uh, coordinator standpoint, Elko or uh, Riley? There, Elko. Elko. He's proved it longer, man. I yeah. mean, that guy. Was, Elko is a beast. But I, I do think Clemson is going to be a lot better on offense this year. Yeah. So excited to see what they can do there. It's a good game. Uh, Patty C. It goes back to you. Right. Let me dial this. Um, you know, I think this one probably should have played been played a little earlier. Little earlier. But I'm gonna say it right now, <laughs> Boise State oh, at I, Washington. Let's be honest here. I do love this kid, considering who's returning for Washington and how loaded they are. And then you look at what Boise did once they fired Tim Plow. This game is fantastic. Boise State at Washington, the Pacific Northwest on fire. Yeah, I mean this. Is a, this is a fun matchup. Shout out to Greg Kalish in the chat. Said, been a while since I got to join the three OGs live. Shout out to Greg Kalish, longtime listener. Um, Nick, what do you make of Boise State at Washington? No, it's a fantastic game, man. You got, you know, it's basically the Chris Peterson Bowl. Uh, Boise has a chance to be the best group of five team there, and Washington won eleven games. And while we're mentioning Heisman hopefuls, how about Michael Penix Jr. because he lit it up in his first year in the Pac-12. Going to do the same this year. It's a fantastic game. Yes, and look, last time they played. Uh, they were in a bowl game in 2019. Washington destroyed them 38 to seven, which gave Washington the one game lead on Boise. I think Boise's looking for revenge in Seattle. I'm fascinated by this matchup. Kind of two different styles now. When they switched to Taylor Green, they became a, a hardcore running team. Boise, hardcore running team, good defense. And then Washington firing that laser all over the field with Penix and all those receivers coming back. Uh, this is a, this is a great matchup. I think there's a good chance. Do we have a line chat. Do we have a line? Yeah. Let us know. We have a line hop Taylor, in the chat. Taylor green. Uh, and Boise has it had a like dual threat and I mean, who, who uh, Bogmeyer no. Zabransky Zabransky was not. No, they, it's the guy <laughs> we talked about in the USFL. He was there one year. Oh man. He's starting for uh, we think he's going to start for the Houston gamblers. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I feel like they haven't had an elite and Taylor green started to show real signs. Oh, dude, of he was a true freshman last great year. Great play yeah. last true year. Freshman that just, you know, I saw some people compare him to Josh Allen with the way his arm strength was. It went back when Josh Allen was at Wyoming, not on the Buffalo bills. Um, so an actual black, white quarterback comparison. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said more Warren not Mo- from you. I I'm said Warren saying- moon's like Mark Rippon. All right, but better. That's a, really unfair to Warren Moon. <laughs> hey, the, uh, the hey, Washington who's fans. Who's won a Super Bowl? It's true. Ouch. Who's won a Grey Cup though? There we go. There you go. There we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love this matchup. I think this matchup is uh, this is a this is one that should I feel like this should happen every year. Hey, you know what? If you're gonna add San Diego State Pac-12, why don't you just do Boise? I understand it's go. not a big enough TV market, and you're looking at all that shit. But if you want winning culture, which if, uh, essentially is gonna pay off for your conference long term, Boise State hasn't had a losing season since like 1997. Well, here's right? a chance to prove they're among the elite once again. Yes. Yes. And it's something uh, they've been lacking and, in recent and years. Boise in the state of Idaho, much like Montana is just being taken over from people leaving California also. So it's it true. Ma- makes sense to put them in the same conference. Yeah. Especially like they're going to end up more talented, like get 20 years, let 20 years of that happen where California's only got rich, rich, rich trash. Like me, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not rich, but you know what I mean? All right. I'm, I'm rich with college football. One knowledge. out of two ain't bad. I'm rich <laughs> with college football knowledge, but just not, you know, and passion. Yeah. Well, I, right. if anything, I'll, uh, you know, the, my Venmo is, uh, uh, I'm joking. At uh, <laughs> ECU b- a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's hop into the uh, the next one here. Pick Dundee on the clock. Oh man, look, I, I love it when the pressure's on me to give you a winner here, and uh, good ones. You, you're Some telling me I gotta ones. play a neutral site one. I think. Mm. I think I gotta play the neutral site one. Border battle. It is a border. Are you battle. kidding? You're gonna play this already. North Carolina okay. versus South Carolina. What the hell did you think I was playing? Different border battle. Uh, Close by, <laughs> but different border battle. North Carolina versus South Carolina in Charlotte. You remember that uh, there's a there's a uh, there's a gif of Mac Brown dancing that was from his first game ever. Well, his first 
first time in his second stint at North Carolina when they were heavy dogs and they beat South Carolina with Will Muschamp, and then he was dancing in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a rematch of that. Mac Brown, and this time Mac Brown, you know, you gotta wonder. It's a big year for him because they lose Phil Longo to Wisconsin. They got Drake May. I know they extended him, but I mean the guy's like seventy fucking eight years old. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, it's an interesting matchup. Then on the other side of things, you have South Carolina, who just got absolutely raided in the portal. Think about this: yeah. Mac Brown got booted from Texas like fifteen years ago for having a country club culture because he had gotten old. <laughs> now he's a geezer. Yeah, <laughs> and he's in North Carolina, and he's been winning more than Texas. That's true. Um, and. So, so I mean, South Carolina obviously had a great end of last season, with the exception I think they lost to Notre Dame in the bowl. But yeah. uh, the, you know they beat Clemson and they beat Tennessee, Tennessee, right? Now, Beamer's teams have started really slow. Another thing is they got destroyed in the portal. Their All-American tight end went to Florida State. Their best defensive player left. I mean, they 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 look at it. They, I'm telling you, they got destroyed in the fucking portal. So they got the work cut out for them again. They can't afford slow starts, which has been both the things that have happened to Beamer in both two years. Now, let's see. As I, I kind of think South Carolina, they bring back Spencer Rattler still. Rattler against Drake May. I know the scoreboards, the defense is going to be very minimal this game. NC Nick, you are in the great state of North Carolina. What do you make of this matchup? It's a fun matchup. I mean, these teams used to play just about every year, you know, un- until South Carolina left the ACC, and, and then like around the '80s or so, the games became became much more sporadic. But uh, the Gamecocks have won the last have won four out of the last five, and uh, it's going to be a great matchup, man. Because there is Drake May, but we've mentioned on this show multiple times, at least I have, is that May's first half of last season was better than the second half. I think some some of the defenses called on. To what the Tar Heels were trying to do offensively, and they really slowed him down. His effic- his efficiency dipped big time. His turnovers went up. Uh, so I'm interesting to seeing you know year two what he can do against an SEC defense that that was hit hard in the portal you know, right off the bat. So in in the, in the chat we're hearing it's it's the, the South Carolina plus one and a half. I, I might go UNC. Ah, that's so tough. I, I need Rattler to see. and May. Is there a better quarterback yeah. matchup? Yeah, that's a great rivalry. This it this is. rivalry goes back to 1903, folks. So I'm excited to watch this one, and it's hilarious because Carolina didn't lose their first game to uh, South Carolina until 1924. However, however, this series is getting a little closer. 35-20, 35-20 and four. Once again, they they used to play every single year for a long time, and then uh, then it went away. Yeah, I want to say yeah. uh, forty nine to seventy. That I think the ACC was formed in what fifty two. So a couple years prior to the formation of the ACC, and then for the first eighteen or nineteen years of the ACC, every year it trickled. Still off. wish it was on campus. This is one that would be perfect. Do a home and home instead of this yeah. instead of this corporate NFL Bank of America Stadium where there's a statue of Jerry Richardson. The last two right? games have uh, been here. Yeah. They've been split one to one, 2019 and 2021. It seems like every two years they're playing this neutral site bullshit game. But South Carolina has dominated the rivalry of late, have they not? They have. They really have. So I love this matchup, and that is my play. NC Nick, it bounces over to you. <laughs> Well, the only thing better than a border battle is an in-state showdown, mm. especially this one here, because it was a fantastic game a year ago that went into triple overtime. And you have one of the teams I'm talking about UTSA at Houston is the game. So yeah, you had a great game nice last play. year. You got both teams in the state of Texas. And I think extra eyes are going to be on Houston as they are, you know, a, a newly power five program. You know what so I love all yeah. that. And then though Frank Harris, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation coming back for UTSA, you got a, a, an excellent game here. And Donovan Smith, uh, who's, who's at times played really well at Texas tech transfer into Houston. This game's hilarious to me because well, first off, it was a great game last year. UTSA blew a 17 point fourth quarter lead to get uh, for, for Houston to get this game in overtime. And, uh, What's great is you have this opportunity going on in the state of Texas. Houston's now a power five, right? Everyone's saying, Hey, you know, they spend money. This program is, has potential to, to really skyrocket over the next 25 years, uh, you know, like to really become a, a power now that they're in the power. But 
you know, this year only they get to host the Texas Longhorns, which Houston alums have been waiting for that opportunity because Texas would never schedule them because they're a bunch of gutless wonders, right? (laughs) Then you have this UTSA says, wait, Houston got the P five invite. We don't. I love this spot. You get a little, you know, this UTSA team, brand new to the AAC, has a chance to make a statement. The UTSA faithful should be understanding of why Houston's getting this spot over them. It's no, a, but it's still a chance for them to get big brother, new, the new big brother. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So, San Antonio and, Houston's and, had a long, great rivalry. David Robinson, much better than Akeem Olajuwon, <laughs> a much better career. Anyway, let's keep it, keep it moving. And if you remember from the big Fake 12 uh, schedule preview, Houston doesn't leave the state of Texas until they play Kansas State on October 28th. That's insane. So, <laughs> fantastic. Again? Houston, Houston doesn't leave the state of Texas until October 28th. It's a big the, state. Their <laughs> two away games are at Rice, at Texas Tech. And then just as soon as they 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 go away to that at Kansas State, they come back and play at Baylor again in the state of Texas. So Texas, it's great essentially regional high school college football. football. Yeah. Uh, damn right. I'm glad you appreciate it. Dude, what if what if they had a conference, the Texas conference? They really could. It like we call it, but we can Texas call it the schools. swack. We can call it the swack. Wasn't well, that what it essentially was? <laughs> Except Arkansas was in it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Bring it back. Uh yeah. I mean, you're right though. It would be fun. It would be a the, lot of fun. Texas really does just like it chase they fuck everything up constantly. They they the they, University of Texas, yeah, you're saying yes. The University of Texas. I, <laughs> when you trace it back to the SWAC, I feel like they've been strong arming oh, everyone. They have been the like someone uh, you know, I know I said some some terrible things about the University of Texas on the SGP show saying that, you know, cuz uh Stack of the Money Green was calling out me and NC Nick, because we bet on Texas, but we were not rooting for them. We oh. will never root for Texas. I was explaining that to me, they're worse than the Dallas Cowboys. And because they're like, they're like that girl that's just never going to be happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, she's going to just bitch and moan no matter what. Right. You know what I mean? I've heard the has a problem pleasing the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you're right, Petty C. <laughs> Fuck Texas. You know, in a way though, like if, if you're Texas, why would you not use your your size and influence to benefit yourself? Well, I mean, you still only have one national championship since integration. So true. That's uh, why they're fun to know. hate on. I agree. Yeah. So you know, I'll just have some. Have some. Just stay in your fucking. You know. Like, why don't you stay with your rivals? You got yeah. more. You got. A, you had a bigger percentage pie. You demanded that you got it, and then you still bitched and left for the SEC. Yeah, to strong arm A and M out of the Big Twelve. Yeah, and then to go chase them into the Big Twelve is the ultimate. The the SEC earned the SEC is the ultimate. They're the worst. Let's be honest. I will always like. Oh, you're doing well. Let me follow you over there and try and strong arm you over there. Fuck you. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred fucking percent. All right, let's hop on over to uh, Patty C. I think you're back on the clock. But before we get there, um, I want to tell you folks out there that the the uh, the college football experience is brought to you by well, good old uh, shady. No, I did my shady raise. Uh, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're uh, they're already doing best ball drafts for 2023. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN uh, for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, Patty C, you are on the clock. Scrolling around over here, I feel like this play is pretty obvious once again, uh, and it's kind of regional as well. South Alabama traveling to the Tulane Green Wave. Oh, I love this game too. Two man. pretty damn good teams last year. Uh, what was uh, South Alabama's record? Eleven and two, I think. Eleven right? and two. Yeah, Tulane beats you. Ten, ten wins. Ten and two. Uh, Tulane beats. Wait, uh, South Alabama was ten and two or ten and three? Uh, was it? Did they lose they the bowl game? Ten and three. Because they lost the Sun Bowl championship and and they might have lost the bowl game too. Now let me pull up South Yeah. I, I thought they might have won eleven last year, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um Sun Bowl. Another, yeah, they lost to Western Kentucky in the bowl game. 
Oh, that's a bad loss too. Shit the bed at the end of the year. Okay. They should have beat UCLA though. 32 31 loss. They got cute. Man, they, they are actually five points away. What's up? I'm sorry. I misspoke. They did not play in the Sun Bowl championship game because they lost that that game to um why why is my schedule not showing? They up lost right to here? Troy. It's Troy, ten to six. Ten to six. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But shout out to D Bettis in the chat. He says, D Bettis in this bitch. Let's go. Um all right. So Patty sees points though. This this is a matchup between a 10 win team and a 12 win team last year. You know, put those all those wins together, 22 wins. I think that's probably the highest amount of any game on on this slate in, in week one. So yeah, good game. Uh, Tulane known to give uh, give us some excitement. Uh, the Cotton Bowl last year was one of the most exciting games. Granted, it was at the dome, but uh, all yeah. fucking bowl games should have played it at the real Cotton Bowl. Should have cowards, but still an amazing yeah. game. Michael Pratt's back, uh, the most handsome man in college football. Mm. He's going against uh, Jinarius Johnson, the most intimidating <laughs> man in college football. So wh- who wins this? I don't know. <laughs> I love this game though. And you're right. I, this game could have been played higher. Cause I like, I think this game, they should move this. And by the way, hold on. Damn it. I forgot to make this point. What are they doing here with this, with the schedule? They continue. So the NFL's t- try coming for black Friday, right? They're coming for black Friday. Sons of bitches, right? They're coming for all these other uh, uh, college football slates, right? How am I going to do my shopping now? <laughs> So college football needs to push back. And when I look and say, Hey, well, the NFL doesn't start until that Thursday, college football has week zero to week one, which is seven days there. So from that Saturday to that Saturday, but then they have the Sunday after that labor day and all the way to that Thursday to, to the NFL's week one, they should be putting between the FCS and the FBS, if you got any fucking organization, you fucking losers. That's what, like seventeen days? Yeah, calendar you have days. like two hundred and sixty fucking teams. There should be two or three games every single day, Prime every single games. day. The fact that Labor Day only has Clemson, Duke, fail. You they guys should, should all litter, be fired. They yeah. Should litter that Sunday and Monday with day games all across the board. Yes. Give me like the, a Tuesday game, a Wednesday game. Come on. Why yeah. don't they understand their power? The teams, for whatever reason, push back. Like I've heard, uh, you know, a lot of the teams get salty when their when their rivalry game uh, gets pushed to Black Friday, or any game gets pushed to a Friday or Thursday night. So they probably well, a have- lot of a lot of teams get salty when they move to the fucking Big Ten. And they're in Los Angeles. Yeah. All right. Come on. I mean, we're letting TV execs control the whole sport. At least give us what we fucking want. Then True. as far as the, the neutral college football fans that aren't affiliated to the, to the university, Tulane, South Alabama, give me that primetime Wednesday right. night. This is game number 10. Yeah. It might be tough to pay full attention to this give game. Give me that primetime Wednesday night. You make, put this on Wednesday. Yes. Everyone's watching it. 1-800-PICK-DUNDEE. Make me commissioner. All right. I will scatter this out. You'd have not only Duke Clemson, you'd have Washington and Boise following that. And then earlier in the morning, you get Toledo and Illinois or something. Yeah. It would be perfect, but they fuck it up. Yeah, They're so prehistoric on new year's. They're right? so prehistoric in their modeling down on yeah. fucking um, labor day. They're so dumb. They're so dumb. They could make this sport. This sport is, is a gem. People like watching football <laughs> fucking hello. Fix it. Fix it. All right, folks. Hang on one second here. Ah, 